0: Hey Property Insiders, I'm Mike Stenhouse and this is the Inside Property Investing Podcast. You are in the right place if you are an aspiring or existing investor looking to build a portfolio and a property business that works for you. And from this podcast, you're going to learn from all of my insights and advice from over a decade in the industry, as well as the lessons learned from hundreds of other successful investors. So you can listen to what worked for them and avoid what didn't. I hope you enjoy today's podcast and whatever you're up to today, I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast. I am really excited to share today's episode with you. My guest is Nikki Smith, one half of Mr. and Mrs. Smith Developments. Now, Nikki first came onto my radar right at the start of her investing story. Her and her husband, Mark, they've got over 35 years experience in the property world through their construction business, creating bespoke homes for their clients. But in 2020, during the first lockdown, They decided it was time to put their experience, their years of developing properties for other people to better use for themselves. And at that point, they started to build their own recurring income by investing in their own deals. They joined our Inside HMO Investing program at that time, and since then, they have moved quickly, acquiring a portfolio of single lets, HMOs, and serviced accommodation. And in today's episode, Nikki shares exactly what they've been up to over the last couple of years, including what's worked for them and what has been more of a struggle. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get inspired. And if I can be so cheeky to ask, I hope you would take two seconds to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this today. They make a huge difference to me in terms of helping new aspiring investors find the show. So if the podcast has been in any way helpful to you, I would love for you to pay it forwards by leaving a review and helping other people find it as well. I really appreciate it. Now, let's get into the show. Oh, and by the way, if the audio sounds a little funky, I was recording this before Christmas so back in December during that really cold spell and I was sat in my car because I'd got to the office forgotten my keys so I was locked out waiting for Will to arrive and let me in and I just had the microphone on my headphones not an ideal setup but we cracked on with it anyway so there you go (laughs) Well, Nikki, I am delighted to have you on the podcast today. I am—I'm uh, saying this. If anyone's watching, I don't know if anyone will watch the video of this. I don't know what we're going to do with the video of it just yet. But they'll see that I'm kind of sat here, all wrapped up in my car, and you're looking all lovely and festive with a, a Christmas star behind you. It's—it's it's a much nicer backdrop than mine. But I'm—I'm I'm, I'm delighted to have you here. Thank you for joining me today.
1: No problem. Glad to be here. It's like an honour. <laughs> well
0: I'm, I'm glad to have you like i say i'm uh, you know we've, we've known each other for a couple of years now it feels like um and it's, yeah. it's it's been been great to see what you and mark have been up to along that time And hopefully we can we can share that with our audience today a little bit of inspiration and uh some maybe some advice and some tips about what's worked for you and maybe what hasn't along the way as well but cool. um, before before we dig into that I guess I always just like to start off with uh, a bit of a an, an introduction to find out a bit more about who you are personally and I've I've mentioned Mark as well your partner in crime. So, uh you know, just before we dig into the property side of things, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you're based, what's going on in your life outside of property.
1: Okay, so we are Mark and Mickey Smith and Mr. and Mrs. Smith Developments. Um and uh I, in a former life, was um, I was in logistics. So for 14 years, um, I started off as a business development manager, cut my teeth on that, then progressed to account management. I was a trade lane manager, so I was in and out of Europe quite often, managing France, Spain, Italy, and Portugal, um, and goods coming in and out of the UK. Uh, and then I, I was poached, and I went to an amazing company where I was a sales manager, for probably about three years, um, until I fell pregnant with our youngest. Um, and yeah, and then I decided that obviously, I, well, not obviously, but I didn't want to sort of zoom up and down the motorway. the M1, one yeah. every day, which was two hours each way at the time, because, um, there was stupid roadworks on it. So for two hours a day, I'd be sat in traffic there and on the West Dame on the way back and used to drive me mad. Um... But I actually did love working for that company. But yeah, so life moved on, and um, Mark already um, was and has done. He's, he's operated and owned his own building company for whew, 30 odd years, he's been in the trade. Okay. Um, so he, we just decided we'd join forces and I'd become a builder. So <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously. Obviously. Uh, So yeah, we just decided I'd do a bit more sales for him and we'd grow the business and we'd go from there. Um, So yeah, Mark is uh, a builder and he started life as a joiner way back when he was a a wee lad and um, grew and developed from there. Uh, And like I say, now owns his own building company and we specialize in bespoke renovations, new builds, big meaty sort of remodeling projects. So he's fully versed in how the how a renovation goes. Um, he knows houses inside out, like the back of his hand, which is obviously mm-hmm. in our game is amazing. Um, and yeah, so I decided to join forces with him there. We grew the business. Um, and alongside that, well, probably previous to that, he had actually done a couple of um, flips with a, with a friend of mine. She'd funded them and he'd done all the work. Um, but it was kind of done in a little bit of a amateur-y way, should I say.
0: <laughs> what, what do you um, mean by that?
1: Well, he just, you know, it was just kind of done it, without the full knowledge of... Um, he kind of bought a house and thought he could make a bit of money on it, and he did. And But my friend kind of handled all the the, the backside of it, all the legalities, and she didn't really okay. want to do that. Um, and it just became a bit of a chore, I think. So it didn't okay. really take off. But I knew there was something in that, and that's, and I knew that you know we could do something with that. And with Mark's skills, why the hell weren't we doing it? <laughs> so, um, absolutely. Yeah. So we obviously I I left work. Um, gave me. A and bit how long of ago was that? You said
0: that was when you were pregnant with your first. So like, we so talking... Max was
1: nearly seven. Okay. So Max is nearly seven, and probably I spent a couple of years uh, just doing the building game and, and looking after Max, really, um, as you do when you've got a little one like you'll know. Um, mm. So I, I just really enjoyed that time with Max, and I was lucky enough to be able to spend all the, you know, just be a mom for a bit because we did, we are a blended family. Um, Mark has two kids from his first marriage. I have a little. Well, she's not little. She's nineteen. Um, I have <laughs> Stay a little daughter. girl though. Yeah. She's always my little girl. Um, I have a daughter from a previous relationship, and I always had to work. I always had to be nine to five. Well, it wasn't nine to five, it was probably half seven till half seven. Um, I always had to be on it, working, you know, away from the house. And Olivia, always, I always felt suffered a little bit. So it was really nice when we had Max. Um, and it was one of the things we, we decided when we had Max together. Um, we were both older parents. So we, this time we wanted to make sure that I could be at home. So that was one of the drivers behind, um, you know, working together. So yeah, um, probably did a couple of years of working with Mark, doing admin, selling the business. We we go out and meet clients together. We introduce the company, we sell it. um, People seem to like us and buy us. Um, And we kind of did that. But alongside that in the background, obviously I, I was on Instagram, Um, And I came across your good selves. (laughs) Uh Oh, Uh -oh, God. And that was a fuel fuel for the fire, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I found yourself in Victoria. I saw the amazing HMOs you guys were doing. And I thought, bloody hell, this is quite, this is cool. Who knew a rental could look like this? They're like amazing. And,
0: and I, mean, I just, was was the idea of HMOs new to you at this point in time? Or like yeah, I'd like not really sort okay. of
1: come across HMOs by that point. I, I obviously knew about Vitalux, um, yeah. and things like that, but I'd not really sort of grasped the, the concepts of HMOs. And um, I obviously saw what you two were doing. I thought, bloody oh, this is amazing! I also came across B Space at the time, and I just loved her um, the interiors. Jade. Yeah, and she, I just thought this is this is something I would really like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I followed you guys for a while and just kept watching what you were doing. I thought, you know, we could do this. We could do this. Um, And I just, well, it kind of was born from there, really, how we ended up coming into property investing. Um, And what what was Mark's
0: view on this at the time? As a a builder with sort of 30-plus years in, in the industry, I'm trying to understand his mindset, his point of view... You know, he, he you said he's, he's done this pretty much since he was was a lad, so mm. uh, he, he's very familiar with the industry. But predominantly for for other people, was there, you know, builders generally is is there something that you think that that stops them thinking? You know, I could do this for myself, or I should be doing this for myself, or is it just you know too busy doing what's in front of you to think about?
1: I think there's a little bit of both, really. Um, I think with Mark, obviously, he was busy with my, with big, big, big projects, um, and they take a hell of a lot of management. Um, you know, he's he's working on properties that well, we have just finished one that you know it was about, it's probably worth over a million now. Um, so he's working on big renovation projects, and, it, and he's working with like twenty odd guys that he has to manage day in, day out. And I just mm-hmm. think it just you know it was just headspace, so like you know, how did he manage that and do this as well? Yeah. Um, and also just a little bit of not really understanding how investment works and how you, you go about recycling the cash and working with angels. And, you know, it was a case, I think he was just a little bit old school, thinking you had to save up and get all the money in a pot and be able to sort of move from there rather than working with angels, really, which is what I kind of brought to the party.
0: Interesting. Okay. Mm. And the, the, I guess the um, the potential risk is you've got this successful construction business, which I guess you were relying on for
1: mm. your income. Yeah, you yeah.
0: have got this idea to build up your own portfolio as well. That's I guess it's going to put more strain on the construction business short-term. If you start saying to Mark, hey, I want to pull your resource, like we're going to renovate this house for us. Great. Long-term, yeah. we'll have that rental income. But yeah. Uh, actually, your guys that could be working on a million pound house for somebody else, I'm going to need them to come and renovate this HMO. Was there a, a, a conflict at all there, kind of balancing those resources?
1: Well, in fairness, he he doesn't do the bills for us still. Okay. He doesn't do the bills. So he still basically is, is full time with his with his construction business. Um, don't get me wrong, when I'm having a mare on site <laughs> with another builder or... I need somebody to speak in their language, um, then that's when I sort of reel Mark in and wheel him in <laughs> and go, you talk to them. Um, but I, we, we use external bill teams still because okay. we need to be able to manage. We, well, he needs to be able to manage that. And we need that for lending purposes as well. So um, so that was a decision yeah. you made from the start. Yeah, it's just we, we, the, the bills that he does are too big to spare this the staff or the labor at the moment for ours. I mean, ideally, the aim is, to, in a couple of years' time probably, that, you know, we'll have built the portfolio open up enough to support us that he will be able to then, you know, maybe do one project a year for RMS and then sort of um, step away a little bit and do our refurbs and manage our builds.
0: Because okay.
1: that's ideally what I would like him to do.
0: <laughs> probably a little bit less stressful for him long-term as well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the the, the driver behind this for you was having more time at home with uh, your, I was going to say your your little one, now seven year old. Yeah, maybe Um, seven, yeah. Did Mark have any, uh, you know, as a couple, was there a a, a plan that, okay, you know, long term, we don't want to be, Mark doesn't want to be on site doing construction projects until he retires?
1: Yeah, exactly. Was that a
0: conversation you had?
1: most definitely, hundred yeah, percent and you know, he's not getting any younger. So we needed to come up with a plan of being able to sort of well, we wanted a bit of fi- we wanted a bit of time freedom, um mm-hmm. and a bit of financial freedom to be able to spend with Max and the other kids. Um and not be tied to being on a construction site, you know, seven, five days a week, you know. So it was an option to get us out of that. Um, don't get me wrong, we still love building. We still, you know, it's not like we're just dying to get out of it. It's, uh, it, it, it's proven to be a, a great sort of business to have um, and great contacts as well. We've made some great contacts within the industry. Um, yeah, for sure. But ultimately, yeah, we do. Mark's probably pushing up towards, you'll <laughs> love me for saying this, Mike, and you already know. We won't um, tell anyone, don't worry. <laughs> Mark, 60 in five years. So, um, and I'm not getting any younger. So we needed to come up with a plan. And um, yeah, property investing was the way to get there faster and for him to be able to retire at 60.
0: Okay. So you got five years to go until he's hopefully able to step away from it and yeah. have a portfolio to support that. Um yeah. Okay, so then going, going back to, you discovered Instagram, people like Jade at B Space. Um, yeah. You yeah. had this, I guess, this sort of looming 60-year target that you were working towards. How did that start to translate into action? What steps did you take? First of all, what did your first project look like?
1: My fir- Well, our first project was um, we sold... When, I, when Mark and I got together, I already... Obviously, I, I had Olivia from a previous relationship, so I had a house. We lived in a house, and, and we rented that out. So I decided, right, okay, so we need, some, we need some capital here. So we sold that house. So we sold that house, and also we had um, an angel waiting in the wings um, that could supply funds for, you know, whatever we were missing out on. So I found myself a coach, and I learned all about let because I figured that would be the entry-level property investment strategy um, to just kind of get my head around it all, really, and figure out how it works. Uh, so I probably spent the best part of four months doing a bit of coaching, trawling right moves, doing Zoopla, trimming up and down motorways, being many a stinky house, um, and landed on my first let in South Yorkshire. Okay. Um, we probably put the offer in, and on a Friday night, we trammed up the motorway, it's actually slinging it down. We ran around the house in about two minutes because we were a little bit late because of the weather and the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> the agent was like tapping his watch, or, like looking at me, um, yeah. uh, saying he wanted to get back to York because he had to go out on a night out. So um, <laughs> we ran around the house, got a quick recce on hand, which we were gonna, thought it was going to cost to put it right. Came out, um, banged an offer in, first thing Monday morning, and I thought, there's no way in the world we're going to get that one. No way. Well, we only well we did. <laughs> so I thought, oh, first deal. We're going to have to do something with it now. Um, <laughs> it's all it easy and, up until
0: that point. It's just yeah, frozen right like, moving.
1: And... Jesus Christ, I've got a deal. Um so yeah why, why didn't you think long. you were
0: going to get it was like it was a lowball offer was the vendor kind of not that motivated no it was
1: a decent offer I think it was on for 85 we offered 80 and they took it um, okay. I just I don't know I just maybe just not, just not just thinking so it. was just with us the agent was just like ah you know he was just not really bothered about it and I thought yeah. not, he's not going to take it he's not going to take it but he did um, and I mean it must have been the house has been a bit of a pickle so they probably knew that like, 80 grand was a decent offer anyway okay um so yeah that was the start of our our adventure um which didn't go to plan <laughs>
0: <laughs> what this the, the specific single that didn't go to plan
1: no the single that didn't go. well I mean, it, it turned all right I was okay in the end and we ended up with a 34% ROI on it but um yeah it was eventful uh and this is—I mean, it sounds absolutely stupid, really, because we are builders and we know how builders work. And you would think that we'd be well versed in in how they think and how it operates. But um, we used a builder that Mark had previously used as a subcontractor to his business, and so we thought, "Oh, we know, we know Andy. He's great. Well, he is Andy. Andy's up for it. Bring him on." Well, six weeks into the job, he jacked, and we were like. Jeez. And I must admit, I, t- I totted up the total amount of days he spent on the job, and it was like six days. <laughs> I was like, we're six weeks into a renovation. That was going to take eight weeks, and you mm-hmm. spent six days on the job. And what the hell do we do now? Um, but, you know, luckily, because this is where we did actually um, pull some resources from Mark's side of the business, um, we, did, we could pull some joiners and some decorators over and we got, the, we got the thing done. It was two weeks over schedule, but, you know, that's not out of the way in the scheme of things. Um, yeah,
0: that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and the renovation cost went up slightly because the electrics had been done in such a nightmare way. We had to redo them all. Um, but, yeah, it, we pulled it across the line. And, and, and I think, you know, well, definitely, because we've got the connections with the building side, we can do that, and it saved the day, basically. Um, it's...
0: I mean obviously you know it's it's great from your point of view you you had that um, those, those connections to to mm. call upon, but I, I'm sorry to say this from our side, it's also nice to hear that with thirty years experience, things can still go wrong on projects. you don't always get yeah. the right people on board. you can trust people and they don't do what you think they're gonna do um, oh my gosh, and, yeah you know it, it, it does it does happen. it's part and parcel I think of of working. Yeah. In this industry, projects won't always go to plan. I think it's about that—that that resilience, right? That ability to pivot. Okay, well, this has happened. Let's not throw all of our toys out the pram. Let's come up with a new plan, um, well, which is, is what yeah. you did.
1: Yeah, you just got. Well, you've just got to take the bull by the horn and, and just crack on. You're in a deal. You've got to get yourself out of it. So, and you're going to make the best of it. Um, so, you've just got to figure out what you need to do and get it done. Um, but yeah, builders let builders down as well. <laughs>
0: Who'd have thunk? Um, Who'd
1: thunk
0: how, how long ago was this? This first so that one?
1: Was, we, that was February 2021.
0: Okay, so we're, we're not talking a huge amount of time here then. We're coming no. up for two years that you'll have been sort of actively investing.
1: Yes, yes. At okay. the end of our financial year, the end, the, the end of this month, our second financial year.
0: Okay, um, so you got that first single up and running 34% return on investment So I'm assuming after you did the work You you refinanced it, pulled some cash out
1: Yeah, so we refinanced that, pulled the cash out um, Which kind of made me think Ah, this thing works <laughs> um, So then we went uh, As we'd completed on that particular project We'd had an offer accepted on another buy-select Probably about a mile down the road from this one Or okay. maybe two miles um, And uh, we, yeah, we, we'd had that offer accepted. We um, were ploughing along with the conveyance in with that well, I had a survey done. And um, because I'd used the survey quite cleverly on the first project to, renew, to reduce the purchase price because it was in a better state, um, I thought, Ha, huh, this works. So we had the survey done on the second one. Um, and to be honest, it, it was really it wasn't in the half as bad a state. Um, the survey came back and it was it was good. You know, there were there were some bits that needed doing. The house is old; it hadn't really been touched for twenty odd years. But you know, it wasn't in a state. And I thought, I know, I'll see if I can be a bit cheeky and reduce the purchase price again. Well, <laughs> I did, and I did it on a Friday. And the lady sort of went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, um, okay, we'll, well, we'll accept that price. I think it was on at eighty-five. I've got it for eighty and I tried to negotiate it down to seventy-five. Well, that was it. Over the weekend, she was quite savvy, and she'd gone to all the previous uh, previous viewers and said, if, "If you want to buy it for eight, it's yours." And so she sold it to somebody else over the weekend. Somebody
0: <laughs> playing you at your own game, Nikki. <sighs> oh,
1: I know. I was like, "No!" <laughs> so she she texted me on the Monday again. I sold it to somebody else. I was like, "Ooh!" So. Oh, it totally backfired on me. Um, so, yeah, don't be too greedy, Mickey, <laughs> in the future. Um, so, yeah, she sold it to somebody else. But I was like, look, really, I apologize. Um, you know, maybe I've sort of misjudged the situation. If it, if it doesn't go through and everything falls apart, you know, it's not going fast enough for you, please do come back to us. Um, and she was kind of a little bit like, yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. dismissed me. Um, but I just kept in touch over the next probably. Month, two months, three months. I just kept dropping in every now and again because it was through Purple Bricks that I found it. So I had direct okay. contact had with her. You had her
0: details, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was communicating directly with a vendor. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I'll just keep in touch just to see. You know, you know typical salesperson. Um, so I just kept dropping a, a message over. And lo and behold, probably about two, three months into it, she was like, look, if you can go ahead at 80 grand, then I will come back to you and I went yep done let's do it um and just basically we I think the the other vendors they couldn't get the mortgage sorted out and what have you so they weren't moving fast enough they were of ill health they just wanted to get out of the house they got a a council bungalow that they needed to move into pretty fast because I think you only get a limited amount of time to take the offer on the bungalow before they give it to somebody else so she was under pressure to do that um and yeah so I was like yep we can do it and then we completed on that in August 20, 2021. Um, and, yeah, after the renovation on that pretty much. We completed uh, the refinance on the first one, put a little bit more cash in of our own, and um, bought the second one, renovated it, and we got a... Well, it was a unicorn deal. We got all money out, plus million. All money in out. That one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So then... Um,
0: well, hang on before Go we on. before we move on too quickly. So there's a couple of things there. It's funny because as I, I you know, I I kind of I, I, I don't cringe, right? I've been on both sides of this equa- equation. And yeah. as a as a buyer, if I can secure a property for the lowest possible price, of yeah. course that is what I'm going to do. As a a vendor whenever we have sold anything, Nothing boils my blood more than people trying to come back and renegotiate after we've agreed a price. And I'm just like, Victoria, we're not doing it. We're pulling out. Screw them. <laughs> I don't like them. And it's, it's funny, but just, you know, you. You, you are, you're, you're a salesperson by trade. Like that's, that's not an offensive thing, right? Like that's the, the industry, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's what you have done, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. when it comes to negotiating deals, when it, I mean, you know, Purple Bricks, I guess you were thrilled with that, having direct access to the vendor rather than going through an agent, maybe. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. What,
0: what, what, um what, what have you taken from your life as, uh, you know, a, a sales manager and somebody in that sort of environment that has helped you in any way when it comes to negotiating purchases?
1: Well, I mean, the, basically it has to be a win-win. Um, mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing much of a win-win on that one, really, was I? Um, I was being a bit too greedy. So, yeah, I mean, it has to be a win-win and they have to feel like they're getting a deal and we're getting a deal, Um and obviously, you've got a bottom line. You go to your bottom line, and you can't go any further. Um, and that was her bottom line. She needed eighty thousand for it, um, and you know, stupidly, uh, I tried to push it a little bit too far. Um, but yeah, it's all about relationships. And I think, you know, fourteen years in the industry in sales, um, I think I got pretty good in building relationships with people. Um, and I, you know. Sh- Hopefully that translates going translates going forward into any other deal that we do, is um, it's people by people, and if you're mm-hmm. friendly and you're approachable and you're empathetic to people um, in whatever situation you're in, then you know that should come across, and you should be able to sort of strike a deal with that person. Um, and hopefully it's a win. You know, it has to be a win win for you both. Otherwise, there's no point doing it, is there?
0: Well no exactly I guess do you do you do much to try and understand their motivations you mentioned about that uh, the bungalow that they were going for so all of this I'm stuff i guess them. helps you My video is back. I can see. Yeah, I'm still in the car. Yeah, I guess all of that, like, you know, all of that stuff helps you build a picture and, you know, maybe helps you frame your offer in a certain way, whether it's speed, whether it's money, like everybody money, money is a big driving force with with property sales generally. But there's usually something else, some other reason that they are selling that I guess you can try and tap into.
1: Well, this is it. And I thought sort of, on the first meeting, I thought sort of, she, she'd she made it pretty clear that they needed, well, I did a bit of digging as soon as we were there, you know, you get the relationship going and get a bit of warmth And She actually thought Mark looked like a person she knew, which was even better. Um, <laughs> she was like, oh, and I was like, is he nice? And she was like, yeah, yeah, he's nice. I was like, that's good news then. <laughs> um, but I just, so we just sat and had a talk and, and found out about her situation, really. Um, and that's, like i say they were they were, weren't very good health. I think he the gentleman had asbestosis, they needed to be out. she had had bowel cancer um and so probably you know I was probably a bit insensitive, um which I shouldn't have been um because yeah lesson learned. <laughs> Don't do it again, Nikki.
0: <laughs> it still made sense at 80 I guess, and like yeah, you, say, you it know, made you... sense
1: at eighty.
0: okay. Okay, and yeah, I mean that's it's trying to find that balance of maybe I could get this a little bit cheaper. But for me, you know, if a deal's good enough, particularly in the past couple of years where the market has been booming, sometimes we have had to play a bit more on relationships and maybe paying a bit more than somebody else be willing to to secure the deal. Versus, you know, in the market we're coming into, maybe there will be more flexibility to be a bit more aggressive. So it will change with the time as well.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean. The deals that we have secured have, so far, been below asking price. We've managed to get them all below asking price. Um, even the HMO that we're doing at the moment, we got, I mean, I'll go on to that, but we got it, we got it down from the previous investor's offer. Um,
0: and everybody's saying there's no deals out there.
1: Well, yeah. And, all, and, and three of mine were found on Rightmove.
0: Yeah, most, so, most of
1: ours are as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember you guys saying that. And I was like, there's something in this. I'm not giving up on it yet. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've okay. managed to secure them all below so far. Yep,
0: yep. Um, so, not okay, saying so, that so, I wouldn't going
1: forward. <laughs> well,
0: single lets. Um, so you've got you got these two up and running. You've done pretty well on um, most of your money back out, certainly on the second when you got all of yeah, your yeah. money back out. And that was... What, about a year ago? So I guess you said you purchased it in August, a couple of months renovations probably took you into, at the end of the year, maybe a year ago, yeah. start of so this year. I was
1: tenanted just, um, just before Christmas last year. Okay. Yeah. And then
0: what happened from there?
1: So from there, um, I was struggling to, because fa- the, the rising market was we really sort of kicking in. We we, mm-hmm. we started um, buying property uh, within South Yorkshire Uh early 2021 looking around uh, 2020 uh, and the prices had just gone through the roof um and buy to let just didn't really work anymore the two properties that we bought were in Doncaster and um just the prices had just gone skyrocketed so I was thinking oh god so I thought right okay let's look outside outside of the area let's go to a different area um now I'm originally from West Yorkshire uh and I thought right okay let's let's check out the property prices around that particular um, area. And so I went and started looking at a different area. And uh, we... Because I kind of... Obviously, I knew the area. I grew up there for 22 years. Um, And uh, we landed on a a, a two-bed terrace. Uh, And I thought, hmm, these numbers work. Obviously, so I, I literally... I had set all my uh, right move alerts up and I got the alert that this uh, property had come on the market. Um, It was on a Thursday night, I think, really quite late on about four-ish, half four. Rang the agent straight away, can I see it? And they were like, yeah. So I dashed over, went to see the house. um, Because I'd obviously been looking again for ages, as you do. Saw the house, um, walked around, had a good rapport with the agent. He was a really nice guy. And I said to him, I think my offer on this is going to be 80. Chris, what do you think? And he went, wow, oh, you know, <laughs> I don't know whether they'll accept it. And I was like, well, I think my offer's going to be that. So anyway, it was. I left the property, ran my figures in the car. Yeah, eighty's fine. Went in with eighty. They accepted it straight away that night, and I was like, oh, winner! <laughs> <laughs> so I got my little two-bed terrace. Um, yeah. And we went forward and started renovating that. I mean she threw her a fair old few surprises up but she's been riddled with damp um, so we had got this gorgeous designer panel in the hallway around the bottom floor and I thought I thought it was a design <laughs> well, that' things you learn. I thought it was a design thing for some granny sister, or him who'd had the house. and I thought that was amazing. And they thought it was gorgeous. Well, the survey was done, and it didn't know it was any damp because they couldn't get behind the bloody panelling could they yep. test it so as soon yep. as we pulled the panelling, panelling off the wall it was just rife the whole mm. of the bottom floor and I was like oh god um, so yeah we she's pulled a few surprises on us then we've had a this is another tradie issue we had um, a roofer basically come to do some work that I'd asked him to do he was the first person on the job because you get your roof secure first and sealed and everything's bob on um, claimed to have done the work, invoiced me. I'd paid him in good faith, on the nose, because being builders, I like to pay tradies pretty much straight away, because I know how annoying it is for us when we don't get paid. Sure. Um, so I paid him on the nose. Anyway, lo and behold, complete the whole renovation. During the summer months, there was no real rain. Rain started, and leaks have been springing everywhere. Oof. So he's basically just... Robbed off us um so we're in the process of trying to figure out how to get that back but he's a bit non-communicado at the moment the poor guy hmm. anyway yeah. we'll figure that one out so okay. um go on what were you gonna ask me
0: <laughs> no I, I i just um i i guess what's on my mind is that um all, all three of these have been like 80 80 80 yeah. relatively relatively kind of cheap
1: and mm. yeah
0: you yeah. you found that model. I mean, because you mentioned at the start, you know, you found us with our HMOs. You saw what Jade was doing at B Space, but yeah, single let, single let, single let, pretty you know, low purchase price, easy entry, um mm-hmm. and then you know, I guess low, low hassle. You 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 found something that that you liked, or I mean, was was there any um anything that was kind of making you think, well, yeah, single lets are, are what we need to to stick with what was the what was there a strategy was it just Um, let's keep doing this until it doesn't work anymore
1: i just think i was just recycling the cash and i just thought naively i just thought well this is you know we've this is the cash we've got this is what we can afford to buy um but uh, with the the third buy to let or potentially going to be a buy to let we just uh, um obviously have the bigger expenditure with the the damp issue now Um, so we had to put a lot more into the renovation costs to sort that out. And I was, um, just talking to another investor pal and I just explained in the story and she was like that, why don't you try it as service accommodation, Nikki? And I was like, Hmm. Maybe. Well, okay. I, I mean, obviously I knew about service accommodation, but I'm not really sat and thought that might be a thing. Um, so anyway, we, uh, we decided that's what we would do, and we kitted it out, and it's now operating as a, a service accommodation unit. Seventy percent occupancy in its first two months. So, wow. like that.
0: And you, <laughs> Amazing. And you said this is this is Yorkshire. Can, like, where can we get a bit more specific than that? Sorry,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, well, this is Castleford. It's in Castleford, which Castleford. Um, so, just yeah,
0: near Leeds, but I yeah, mean,
1: twenty minutes from not- Leeds.
0: Not like a, a, a tourist hotspot?
1: No, 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 not a tourist hotspot. And this is why I would never have thought a service accommodation unit would work there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really near one of the, you know, the. Uh, it's called Xscape. It's like a snow oh, yeah, dome okay, place. Yeah, okay, like the big snow dome, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's near the snow dome place. It's near a rugby league club. Um, it's 20 minutes from Leeds. There's loads of... Um, construction going off in the area, they're building loads of warehousing units in and around that that particular area. So at the moment, we're getting quite a few construction guys or guys that are working in the area that um, are coming to stop uh, with us. Um, So yeah, it's it's working really, really, really well. I mean, touch wood, I'm touching the wood. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, but it was kind of an accidental essay. But I've really, actually really, really enjoyed it. We have a management agent. He's great. So,
0: you're not involved in the day to day like guest communications no, or anything like that? No, I
1: don't like do all that. I really okay. didn't want to build myself into any more jobs. Yeah. Um, understood. Yeah. And, and I know there's obviously a, a saving to be had, well, 15% by, by not um, paying a management agent, but I just, you know, I didn't really want to get myself into having to deal with tenant issues or well, guest issues because it's a lot more involved than a buy to let would be. Yeah. Um, so, we have a management agent and yeah, it's doing really, really well. So, I- And
0: just from a financial point of view, you've got these three, and I think we can kind of compare apples with apples almost, right? All similar purchase price, similar sort of, all, all kind of Yorkshire generally, yeah. it's a big place. Yeah. But um, you've got two of them as single lets, one of them as SA with, uh, so you said 70% occupancy, you're paying your mm-hmm. managing agent 15%. At the end of the day, is the essay a little bit more profitable, considerably more profitable? Is it worth it for the extra work? I mean, I guess there's still going to be some extra work on your part, even though you've got an agent there. Yeah, yeah. So is it, is it a no-brainer or is it, yeah, it's better, but you know what, I wouldn't rush to build a portfolio of these. How, how do you feel about no, the, it, the mean, profitability?
1: Well, uh, compared to what it would have earned, it would have earned, as a buy let. ay probably would have cash flowed at about
0: 250
1: a month that I asked. Mm-hmm. Um And... We're pulling in cash flow net six hundred. Okay, so more than double, more than double. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that's that's hands off as well. That's with somebody looking after that for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you couldn't if you manage it yourself, you could do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're only early; it's only early stages. So I'm hoping by summer, um, obviously with the fluctuation in the in the rates that you can have, um, then we may be able to pull a little bit. Well, I'm hoping we're going to pull a lot more in. But yeah, it okay. it fueled my desire that I really quite like essay. I like the feedback you get. I like the you know the reviews. Yeah. You know, I'm, it's a bit more I customer. Like in- yeah, I like that interaction, and I think that comes from my background as well, being in sales. I'm a people person. I you know I, you know I quite like people. <laughs> um, I like that interaction you get. I like to feel like. Um, you know, I like to feel like we're serving people as well and we're giving them a nice place to stay. And, you know, yeah. I just really enjoy that side of it. And even though we have a management agent, I still do. I just like that. I like that side of it. I must
0: okay. admit. So So stick with me. You've got your two single lets. Yeah. That you had a model that was working. You mm-hmm. then buy your third one and you think, okay, we're going to try this as, as essay, and that works out well and you like that. hmm and then for your fourth deal, I'm assuming you're either going to rinse and repeat a single let, Nicky, or you're going to rinse and repeat the service accommodation model, but...
1: Oh, don't be silly.
0: No, that would be too easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, I had done your course September 2021.
0: Yeah, uh, so just HMM over a year ago? In.
1: Yeah, just over a year ago, and um, we did the sourcing course. Um and we are, you know, if you're in the HMO business, you kind of know that you don't find the HMO overnight. Um, it takes a lot of research and invest, you know, time investment want, to find, yeah. uh, you know, those the properties that are going to work. Yeah. So I had, in the background, been doing this obviously for a while. Um, we'd been to view a few. The numbers just didn't work, um, and then a, an opportunity project presented itself within the network that I'm in um another investor pal had well, he'd not been able to complete on this particular property in Barnsley. And he put it on the network to say, would anybody be interested in this deal? Uh, and I was like, ah, hmm, it's in my area. Let's have a go. So I looked at it um, and we went to view it probably October 2021. Um, so no, maybe a little a bit later because we've been doing the course with you. So maybe, maybe you've been the beginning of this year we sort of started, we looked at it. Um, and it was, I think they'd agreed, to, it was a direct-to-vendor sale through an agent with this other guy that we knew. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they'd a 100 grand on it. Uh, we went and looked at it, and it was in a real state. Um, so it's in Barnsley Town Centre, and it had been housing asylum seekers, and May's group had been running it and managing it for 10, 12 years. Okay. Uh, Four-bed, HMO. Um, And uh, it just needed a, it was in a state, absolutely. I mean, awful. So I ran my numbers on it and I thought, well, it'll work better at 85 for us. Um, So (laughs) there's a theme here, Mike.
0: (laughs) It's a good number, obviously works for you. I like
1: the number. Um, So I, I, I went back and I said, look, you know, This is what we can move on. uh, This previous investor was basically just about to complete and couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. He split with his business partner and they didn't want the deal anymore. So he got it so far down the line that probably that went in my favor as well. So I came in and I was just like, okay. I ran the numbers and it worked at H5 for us. So I left that on the table. Um, They came back a couple of days later and said, yeah, we'll go with it. So... That was it. Got my first HMO.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh,
1: yeah. So I was. Um, we've done um, an amazing design scheme on it as well. We've used Roost Charlotte from Roost. Do you know
0: mm-hmm. Charlotte? Um, so we I, I don't. I kind of. I did a bit of a, a, a Google when you mentioned her. Uh, we're we're connected on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I yeah. mean, from, from what I can see, it looks like she does some some really nice interiors.
1: Yeah, really really cool. And so she's a. I, a, a
0: an interior designer for property developers, I think, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um So she, she's done a really cool design scheme on it. We're going, because we're from Sheffield and we're builders, we've done an industrial theme. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it, it, it's working out really, really well. Um, I'm hoping to go, we're, we're converting it from four beds into five beds because the numbers work better. Um we had the HMO officer involved from the get-go and she agreed that 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 would be fine. Um, it's in an article four area, but because it's been operating as an, un- it's not licensed cause it was four bed, but because it's yep. been, um, operating as a HMO for over 10 years, um, there wasn't an issue with the licensing There's, or yep. we didn't need planning. permission. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it all just kind of slotted into place really, really well. Um, so, yeah, we're going forward with that. And um, just mid-renovation, well, we're halfway through a renovation. Um, Again, had traumas with the builder at first with that one. <laughs> that was a I, feel like,
0: I feel like you really should bring Mark in to be your, your, I know, your builder. I keep
1: saying this. I'm like, when, are you gonna, when is it going to get to the point Please where you Please retire so deal I can with have it? you. <laughs> I'm like, For God's sake, honestly. But um, we've got a really good build team on there now. And um, okay. they're – they I mean, it's behind – behind schedule it was supposed to be finished last Monday um, and it's not going to be finished probably this side of Christmas I don't think but okay. um, hopefully in the new year which is I don't know, I'm thinking are people really want to go and i going to move into HMO just before Christmas is it that big a deal <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, it might do, but January you'll find it will be that that that's when spare room will be booming and you will yeah. you will have it filled yeah, quickly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we unless if, if something for us isn't going to be finished by sort of early November, yeah. the difference yeah. between mid November and the start of January, you know, it's maybe one or two rooms, but realistically things are going to fly come January, yeah. so it, it shouldn't have a too big an impact.
1: Well, that's what I kind of thought. So yeah, we're aiming for. I'm aiming to sort of get it on the market and live by whenever we all come back in january okay yeah. and
0: i mean how much work has been involved in that you said it was a bit run down but was it just like a, a cosmetic spruce up or it sounds like you've done a bit more than that
1: yeah no it, it had basically a full rewire it ha- we haven't gone back to break. um it hasn't massively needed that um but it had a full rewire we've we've added to the the, the plumbing system or we've put five on suites in so they're all on suite. um we've We've done a good renovation on it, a really good renovation, um, but it hasn't been completely back to brick. Um, okay. So, yeah.
0: And where do you, I mean, we're, we're talking here about projections and, and things in the future that may or may not come to pass, but where are you expecting it to be from a, an end value point of view, a rental income point of view?
1: Um, a rental income, I'm hoping we're going to push two and a half more a month, maybe a okay. little bit more. Um, so, about
0: 500 per room, roughly? Yeah,
1: about, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And um, I'm hoping we're going to go for a commercial valve on it. Uh, okay. In the north, the commercial valves work better. Um, and uh, I'm hoping we're going to be anywhere between sort of 180, 190 N value.
0: Decent uplift. Mm,
1: You'll
0: hoping. need to come back and let us know how that goes.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs>
0: And yeah. um, although at the
1: moment, because of the situation with the mortgage market and everything going on with the rates and nobody really knowing what they're doing and all been a bit of a disaster, we have or are in the process of just negotiating with our angels again to keep them in a little bit longer term uh, okay. on the rate that they're on. Um, and they seem happy with that. So we might not refinance that um, probably until the back end of next year.
0: Yeah. We had a, 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 and this this is not advice at all, go and speak to your own broker, but I had a similar conversation yesterday on a property we've got that's just coming to the end of a five-year fix and is going to switch on to a variable rate. And thankfully, yeah. five years ago, the variable rate um, isn't too bad, certainly compared to the rates that are on the table just now. They're starting to come down again yeah. already versus a month ago. And the, the broker actually made the comment that some people who were, thinking interest rates were going to go up and up and up mm. tied into deals that actually yeah. a month down the line there are better rates available already
1: That's what um, I didn't want to do so you know
0: it. sometimes it pays to kind of sit and just let the dust settle but this this variable rate we're thinking that we're actually probably, probably going to rather than refinance now we'll sit on that for six to twelve yeah. months yeah. and then probably get a better fixed rate down the line that yeah. will more than offset the the extra that we pay over those six months um, well, on exactly. a, a decent five year fix. So
1: yeah, I mean it is a Yeah, I think you're probably moment, doing the right thing there. Yeah, I mean, well, we are heading into a recession. So and what happens in recession? rate drop. Rates drop, don't they? So would you really want to be securing yourself in a fixed rate for five years at a silly yeah. rate? When you absolutely kick yourself, wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you would absolutely
1: kick
0: you yourself. But I, I do a bit, like long-term a fixes generally, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's um, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you've done a lot in two years. That's, we've spoken, spoken about four projects, two single lets, one SA, one HMO, um, you know, quite, quite broad, I guess, quite, quite diverse as well. Um, you find that's worked well for you? Any, you know, would you have done it differently or are you, you happy no. having that diversity? No.
1: I'm happy having that diversity, although now um, I'm going to be more focused on the high cash flowing strategies. So I think in the economy that we're in at the moment, I think HMOs are just going to keep flying. Um, You know, the cost of living crisis is is real. People are nervous. Um, And a lot of tenants are quite happy for you to be paying all the bills. And they're quite happy for, um, you know, to rent a room with everything included. And with the, obviously, HMOs have been like, really flying. So I think we're going to go and try and find some more of those. And I do really enjoy the service accommodation side of it. Yeah, I'm yet to experience HMO management. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to manage myself, but I'm yet to experience what it's like um, running HMOs. So I might well find I love that. Um, so if I do, then, you know, the intention is to buy more anyway. So hopefully that will, you know, hopefully it'll tie in with me liking it. <laughs> um, but I do, I have found that I do really enjoy service accommodation. So I am um, actively looking for the higher cash flow in properties now. Um, with a view in mind that, you know, rather to previously marked 16 five years, we need the mm-hmm. cash flow in a lot higher than a buy to can give us. So, sure. But you at. see
0: what you've done in two years and think, okay, well I've got another five years. Yeah. Um, you'll be able to, um, you know, generally speaking, once you get started, the momentum starts to build, and mm-hmm. you'll probably do even more in the next two years than you did in the first two, and you'll do more than two years after that. So it will yeah. start to compound, and yeah, I mean, five years to get yourself into a position where you can comfortably retire like that's not a a huge amount of time I don't think
1: no hopefully not and you know hopefully it carries on going the way it's going um yeah yeah, like I say just getting started
0: what um what would you say I mean you've mentioned builders a couple of times what's been the biggest struggle that you've had over the last two years
1: with builders
0: well, I don't if if it's not if there's something other than builders, I'd be interested to hear that as well. Um, it sounds as though you've you, you you've had a few frustrations with them, but you know, just broadly speaking about your your investing generally, has there been any one thing that's really sort of driven you crazy or caused you issues?
1: Um, I mean, I I must admit, I put a post on Instagram a, a few weeks ago where I had mindset has been a little bit of a thing with me, I think. Um, knowing that I can do it and, you know, and, and being able to sort of realise that, like, Nikki, you do actually know what you're talking about. Um, you've got a breadth of experience. And, yeah, you can do this, um, not to feel like an imposter. Because we see, we see all the, you know, the, the fantastic people on Instagram and it's amazing what guys, people are doing. But you do sometimes feel a little bit like, oh, I need to be doing that. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing the other. But when you yeah. sit back and take stock, well, you've just said it yourself. You've done quite a lot in two years, Nikki. And I'm like, sometimes I don't feel like I have. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, I've struggled a little bit with mindset probably the last few months. Whereas, you know, I feel like I've, been, well, I actually went on a business retreat a couple of weeks ago and it made me realize you're not actually doing too bad, kid.
0: I think you're doing fantastically, (laughs) but no, I, I that that um, you know that the old
1: imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah, it's and and comparing ourselves to others as well. You know, Mm. you you, you're doing what you're doing for for your own reasons, and as long as what you're doing is going to get you where you need to be, then you know who cares what anyone else is doing. I think you know we we started off this conversation with with Instagram and it is a phenomenal place to to meet people and you know some of the connections that you, you've built through that I'm sure have given you a, a huge amount of value but whether it is Instagram or Facebook or in some of these networking groups or reading YPN magazine or listening to podcasts like you know there, there's a lot of BS out there as well um, yeah. and you know I think you just need to stay focused on why am I doing this what's important to me and my family is what I'm doing the right thing to get me there? And if that's the yeah. case, then then crack on and, and let everyone else do their own thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what I've come to the conclusion of, you know, just stay in your lane, Nick, you know. Stay in your lane, Absolutely. keep doing what you're doing, keep focused on what you're trying to achieve and uh, it'll all come good.
0: Yeah. Good advice for, for somebody starting out, I think, just yeah, yeah. To, to not get distracted by by everybody else. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, it's uh, something that, you know, you said you've you've just sort of worked right. through recently. So we'll hopefully help you over the next couple of years as well, just to stay in your lane and, and get yeah. where you need to get to. Yeah,
1: 100 percent. 100 percent. Well, I'm hoping it will. <laughs>
0: Um, so, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a, a podcast with you without a shout out to uh, Instagram. Is that the best place to to find you if people want to see what you get up yeah. to over the next five years in Mark's journey to freedom?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> freedom. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, um, Instagram is my is my, the platform I prefer.
0: Okay, and how can we find you there?
1: It's at Mister and Mrs. Smith Development.
0: Nice and easy. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was all I wanted to cover today, Nikki. It just uh, leaves me to say thank you so much for, for your time, for joining us, for sharing your story. And I think, you know, from hopefully, I think everyone listening to this will agree, the detail that you've gone into has been really insightful just to see, uh, you know, exactly what it has taken to get where you are over those two years, what's worked and, and, and what's been a, a, maybe a bit more of a, a struggle. So thank you for being so open. Thanks for joining me. And uh, no I'm, I'm super pleased to see where you've got to so far
1: no oh, thank you no thank you seriously <laughs> for giving me the education and the insight
0: well it's uh, it's, all, it's all part of the day job isn't it but no it's, <laughs> been, it's been it's been great getting to know you and uh, I'm excited to see where you end up um, you know come five years we'll, uh, we'll hopefully I'll be getting an invite to Mark's big 60th retirement party oh
1: my god that'd be amazing
0: let's do it <laughs> alright Nikki thank you so much and we'll catch up soon
1: alright see you soon